Hello again and welcome back to Show Thyself Approved. I am Pastor Sam. This is Season 2, Episode 3. Would you do me a favor if you've already listened to a couple of these episodes? Would you go over to Men Approved Today? That's all together. Men Approved Today at gmail.com. And uh, drop me a comment. Let me know how you're feeling, what you're thinking in regards to these podcasts. Um, It seems that the way that things are turning out for me here is I am no longer going by a script as I have previously stated. Rather, I'm just speaking off the cuff. Uh, It seems more like I'm giving a chronological order almost like a um what am i looking for a a digital uh library of my life a log right maybe like uh <laughs> like star trek right captain picard uh or captain kirk whichever generation you come from i'm not a a trekkie fan or a star wars fan none of those so you know whatever but uh, I know they used to to start off in the Star Trek, you know, Captain's Log and whatever number he would give it and the day and all that other stuff and just start speaking. And, and, and I'm almost getting kind of the same vibe, the same impression here um, that this season is, is turning out to be just that. And so uh, I hope that you come with ears to hear and um, that I'm not that boring and sharing Uh, My life uh, since uh, August of last year, uh, being that again, as I said before, uh, we haven't really shared, haven't really spoken since July of 2021. But here we are. Here we are. And we're going to move full speed ahead. So again, leave me an email at menapprovedtoday at gmail.com. And I would greatly, greatly appreciate that. Um, Thank you. So where I left off, I was speaking about my wife being a a trooper. My wife is amazing. I'm right now sitting at my desk and I'm looking at um, a a portrait, a picture of us when we were very, very, very young. I, I believe we were still dating at the time. So this was, you know, pre, pre-marriage and pre-kids. It was just her and I, and we were still in high school. We're high school sweethearts. Uh, but I remember we got all dressed up and we were looking good. And we went to go take this picture. And if I can describe it to you, it's a, it's a picture of her and I and, um, She's in my arms. We're both looking into the camera. I'm a little bit behind her, and but to her side, I have both my arms around her right shoulder. And the picture was was framed within a what looks like a a glass goblet of some sort. Um, but you know, there we are. Uh, looking young and and innocent 
and, and believe me, we were far from it. <laughs> um, but, you know, we are in, in many ways and in a sense that same couple and in many different ways we have changed and the events of our lives have up until this point culminated to to make us who we are and we thank God we thank God that through through the good and the bad through the good times through the difficult times through the crises in our lives through the drama in our lives we're still here we're still together it hasn't been a smooth path and anyone who tells you that marriage is easy is lying to you uh, no marriage is perfect. We all have challenges. We all have things that we, and when I say we, it's you and your spouse, you and your wife, man, that I'm speaking to. It's we. We have to overcome. It's not you by yourself. It's not her, most definitely by herself. It is us. It is us the moment you say I do. And and let me say a little bit about that because, you know, a lot of men are, are opting out. And, and I hate to use that word. They're opting out. They're choosing not to marry. Or if they do, they are first, you know, exploring. They're out there seeing, you know, what's what's available. Who's available? And you know, that leads to a lot of, of trouble, uh, unwanted uh, misery, unwanted hardships. Um, and so I'm thankful. Let me just say that I'm thankful that I married young. You know, my wife and I uh, started our family very young. We started our family in, in, in our early 20s, we were, I think, 21, 22 when we had our, our first child. And I have no regrets. And, and let me tell you, I, I had family. I had people telling me, you're so young. You know, what about living your life? What about traveling and exploring and this and that and the other? And you know what? I didn't want none of that. I wanted to be married to my wife. I wanted to start a family. I wanted to be my own man. I wanted to get on with it. And I'm glad that I did. And I'm glad that I'm still around to see my, my, my oldest, who is 26. And, um, and I can't tell you how, how, how grateful I am to, to be around and, and to see him doing his thing and, and, and soon here to be, to be married as well next month to his fiance. I'm, I'm thankful, thankful for that. Thankful that my, my youngest son is married and, 
and and doing doing well at the age of 24 and my daughters my oldest and my youngest you know they're they're pursuing life and 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 they're patiently waiting and and keeping themselves for a man of god not just a man not just not just someone who is pretending to to have it together but a man of god who is who is completely dependent on the lord as as he continues to seek to 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 lead and to and to care for others and to serve that's a man a man who loves god a man who loves christ who puts god and christ first and foremost in his life i know a person like that is going to love my daughters. And so I I share that with you because um you know, speaking of my wife, I mentioned in the last episode that through the process of me being hospitalized and being in ICU and being sick, she didn't waver. She was there. I I, I remember, you know, I could not have any visitors in the ICU they just wouldn't allow it the nurses who would come into my room to give me medication and to draw blood and to and to stick my arm with all sorts of of needles and medicines and then we'll talk about that in another episode but I I remember that although my wife could not come and physically be with me in the ICU and be there in that room and, and trust me, those 19 days felt like 19 months. Uh, you get to a point where um, loneliness try, you know, settles in and, and it's terrible. But my wife, she would, um, you know, w- we would talk on the phone and she would come from work. Now, mind you, my, my, my wife worked from early in the morning she'd be out the house five in the morning to get to her job like at six you know an hour away and she would work all day get out of work get in her vehicle and she would drive an hour and change back to the hospital just so that she could park her vehicle outside in a place where she would she would get out and and she would wave to me now mind you i could see her but she could not see me i was like on a second floor and while we were on the phone you know she she knew where i was because i kind of explained that to her and i said hey i see you i see you babe and she would wave and and she blow kisses at me and and i and i would smile and it was it would bring me great comfort and great joy and at the same time i i i just i would feel sad because i knew that my wife would have to go home and and she would be alone i wasn't there to to watch after her to keep her company to to protect her and um yeah that was rough 
but she she would come and and I would tell her at times, "Hey, babe, just just go home. Go home. You're tired." And she would say, "No, no, I'm coming. I'm I'm coming to see you." And I'm like, "Babe, you can't see me." She's like, "I don't care. You can see me." And and I tell you, it wasn't like she parked her car and she was out there for a half hour or or five minutes. I mean, literally, she was there for if a minute or two. But it was of encouragement. My wife is amazing. My wife is and continues to. Uh, be my shield, my my covering. My wife, I say she she discerns things that that I don't. And and husband, father, brother in Christ, listen to what I'm saying. If you have a wife, you have a good thing. You have a blessing of God. She is there to to cover you. She's there to to watch your blind side. You know, there's there's a lot of things that we as men are are oblivious to, especially if we're getting after it. Especially if we're just locked into something, you know, where we get so so focused and so consumed that we lose track of everything else that's going on around us and and that's when when the enemy of our soul that's when this life and and the trappings of this world start to close in on you and the next thing you know you are you are with people that you should not be with. You are in places that you should not be in. You are doing things that you said you would never do. And it's a slow progression. It doesn't happen overnight. It's a subtle thing. And then you find yourself trapped. You find yourself being destroyed you're being you're being stripped and pulled apart and it tears at the at the very fiber of your being it tears you up that's why many um many a marriages end in divorce because you know I heard at one time and it's probably still true today that you know the number one cause of divorce is finances and so you know what what does the man do and and in our society what does the man and the woman do well they they sacrifice each other they sacrifice their relationship they sacrifice their family so that they both can go to work so that they both can pursue careers so that they both could continue to 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 climb the the ladder, climb the mountain so that they can make more. 
And usually when you wind up making more, you wind up spending more, which turns you around and then you have to go make more because you start spending more and the vicious cycle never breaks. And yeah, and then everything else in your life suffers. When you when you and I chase after those things that are that are material again, I'm not going to sit here on this mic and tell you that, you know, being comfortable and and having things is a bad thing. It's not. We should enjoy the the comforts of this life. We should we should receive them as blessings, but when those things become our priority, yeah, that's when it becomes a problem. And then instead of us nurturing and, and, and upholding and protecting and cherishing the most important person in our life, our wife, well, we wind up destroying her. Men, because we're not leading. Because we're not the ones at the forefront of the relationship being what we need to be, the head of our household. Not to, not to lord some sort of authority or power over our wife, but rather to to show her, to demonstrate that we are competent men in all sense of the word, but that our life is not just consumed or made up of the, the physical things that we can provide to her and to our family, but rather we, we are spiritual, we are men of God, we are humble and come under the, the authority of Jesus Christ and we are led and obedient we are susceptible to learn to grow to apologize when we're wrong to show remorse to to empathize to have compassion you know all those things that you know, some men might say, well, that's not really manly. On the contrary, it is and it's necessary and it's lost on a generation. It's lost on our kids because, again, men have opted to, to do their own thing. We've, we've kind of retreated into our, into our caves into our world we stop fighting my wife she didn't stop coming she didn't stop praying she didn't stop caring for me even when i was moved down from icu and eventually spend two days maybe three in 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 the um in the ward i guess they step you down from icu and then they monitor you and finally give you the discharge you know when i was brought down to that first floor it was 
it, I still couldn't have visitors. She, she still couldn't come in person. But now I was on the first floor and my wife would, um, would still come from work. And now being on the first floor, she, uh, <laughs> she found the window where I was at. And again, it's, it's tinted windows. It's one way I could see her. She couldn't see me, but my wife would just, she would, she, she would press her head, uh, her forehead to the window and and strain to look inside and I was on the other side and and we can we can see each other we caught a little glimpse of one another and I remember just telling her you're so crazy I mean look at that window's filthy and and I could see like the forehead mark on the other side and it just brought me great joy great comfort and I thank God for my wife I don't know if she'll ever know how much she has done and continues to do for me. What she means to me. I, I don't know if I've been the husband, the friend, the companion, the leader, the dad that I, that I should be. But I know and I can attest that my wife has been everything and so much more in my life. Thank you, Michelle, for loving the Lord, for loving our kids, for loving our church. And for loving me. It's because of you. That I seek and hope. To always be ready. Willing. And able. To show myself approved. Unto God.